Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now today, I'm going to cover this last root that the enemy can plant into you from the seed of opposition. And that root is called the root of attack. So let's go ahead and define it. Attack means an aggressive and violent action against a person or a place. Now the scripture reference that I use comes from Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 7 which says, The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. And again, that's Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse seven. Now, this is the confidence that you should have in that the Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will not win. Your enemies will always think that they have an upper hand on you because of what they see in front of them not knowing that you have a secret weapon for you, which is God. When you do pull him out to fight your battles, they would have wished that they had have left you alone from the beginning. No one should ever want to deal with the wrath of God, especially when he is fighting for his children. So hold on to that promise that God gives you. Remember what he says in Exodus 14, 14, which says the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. I do recognize there are times that you feel that you still feel just the hurt and the pain from the attack that is going on. As a result, you ask yourself why you are feeling all the pain that you are experiencing. You even ask, if God is there, why did this happen? Why did I have to go through this? Why am I suffering? These may be questions that you are asking yourself and even wanting the answers too. Trust me, I understand it because there have been times that I have asked the same questions when I have gone through some things and just wondered why God allowed those things to happen. There are times where we don't know God's will for a situation. There are times that God allows things to strengthen us, to help us to grow. There are times that God allows things to happen so that we seek him, so that he handles the problem. There are times that the problem causes us to grow closer and in a deeper relationship with him. There are times that it gives us the ability to see how he has moved in our life and it provides a testimony for us. There are times that it allows others to watch and see our faith in him, and it causes them to start to trust in him as well. There are times that it deepens our prayer life. There are times that we just accept it for what it is, even when we don't have an answer for it. As you can see, there can be just as many answers or solutions to the questions. You may not see them as answers, but those may be the solutions to what are asked. 
We may not know the ways of God, nor do we know his thoughts, but we still trust and believe in him and allow him to be God. Let me add, he is going to be God and do things the way he wants to, whether we are on board with him or not. What you must get in your mind is that you must trust him, believe in him, and watch him move in your life. When you can see the hand of God move in your life, it will start the beginning processes of your faith deepening. Many times, people may initially say that they have the trust and belief in him, but it's not until he shows up and does what you may want him to do that that faith and belief actually becomes real. Let me also add, when you start to see God moving, you think that things are just going great. The enemy will start to test you even more to see how much trust and belief that you really do have. As the enemy starts attacking you more, how strong is that trust now? How much faith do you have? Do you only trust him when things are going great? And what becomes the measurement of your faith? Your trust should remain strong regardless of what the enemy does to you. God is still God and he will always have your back. You have to believe that and know that the enemy will always keep attacking you because he is trying to destroy you. Keep in mind that he can't do anything without God knowing about it, and he will always be defeated. Now, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 19 says, They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. And again, that's Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 19. Always know that God is with you and he will rescue you. Now, I know that sounds simple and you may wonder if God is going to really be there for you, but he is. Things don't always happen the way we want them to, but it will always work out in our good and God's glory. So now, let's go ahead and look at our example with Nehemiah. So I'm going to be reading Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 10 through 14. And it says, Later, I went to visit Shemaiah, son of Deliah, and grandson of Mahetabal, who was confined to his home. He said, Let us meet together inside the temple of God and bolt the door shut. Your enemies are coming to kill you tonight. But I replied, should someone in my position run away from danger? Should someone in my position enter the temple to save his life? No, I won't do it. I realized that God had not spoken to him, but that he had uttered this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. They were hoping to intimidate me and make me sin by following his suggestion. Then they would be able to accuse and discredit me. Remember, O oh my God, 
all the evil things that Tobiah and Sanballat have done. And remember, Noadiah the prophet and all the prophets like her who have tried to intimidate me. And again, that's Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 10 through 14. Now, as you can see from the scriptures again, there were other people that tried to intimidate Nehemiah and attack him. Even though they meant evil against him, Nehemiah refused to allow himself to give in to their tricks or threats or even the fear that they tried to place into him. They were telling him that he needed to run into the temple with the hopes that they could accuse him later. But Nehemiah was way too wise for that foolishness. He always leaned on God to guide him. He didn't go in there to hide from them because he felt that he was a better leader than that. He couldn't tell the people to have courage if he was not going to display those same types of characteristics. It was obvious that Nehemiah spent a lot of time with God and he knew who he was as a servant of God and he also knew that God had equipped him to not only withstand the attacks but that God would also be with him through the attacks that he was faced with. The trust and faith that he had for God was unwavering. Therefore, he didn't give in to the fear or the intimidation that was coming at him. Now let me ask you, if you were faced with the same attacks, or maybe you are actually going through the same or similar attacks that Nehemiah was facing, how are you going to handle it? What is going to be your next steps? Hopefully and prayerfully, you will seek God first and ask him to guide you on how you should handle the situation at hand. The reason why that should be your first step is because God already knows the outcome of the situation anyway. He knows the past, the present, and the future. So since he already knows, it becomes important that you seek him so that you can do the things that he wants you to do. Many times, you may try to handle situations on your own. As a result, you can operate in your emotions. And let me just say, that is not a good way to handle any of that. Your emotions can be fragile and scarred and even damaged from previous attacks and hurt that have come your way. Because of that, you won't operate in a level of stability because you will just be pulling from anywhere so that you could get some comfort or maybe even assurance or even love that you feel that you currently don't have. The more you keep giving in to your emotions, the more you will want to hear some type of verbal affirmations from the other person. Unfortunately for you, they probably won't be giving it to you because for one, they don't know that you need to hear it. And then two, they are unaware of what you may have gone through in the past. So they don't know the need that you actually have right now. As time goes on, you will still be seeking after something from someone 
whether it is the person that's in front of you or maybe even someone from your past that you haven't healed from long ago. Please don't allow yourself to stay in this type of debilitating mindset. Seek God for the answers that you need, but more importantly, for the healing and the resolution that you need to get to in your mental state. You don't have to stay where you are. God gives you a new life every day. God gives you new mercies and grace each day. God wants you to grow and fulfill the purpose that he has designed specifically for you. Know that God forgives you and he loves you unconditionally. Please try your best to believe what he says to you or not all of the other naysayers that's out there that are trying to get into your mind and really just take you off the path that God has, has you on right now. The people who are doing that have obviously not connected to Jesus because if they had, they wouldn't have the time to be attacking you because they would be so busy working for God that they are seeking his face just like you are because the enemy would be attacking them as well. Sometimes you can tell who knows God and who doesn't. And that even goes for the people who may even say that they are Christians. As I have said before, some people know church, but they do not know him personally. When you know him personally, the Holy Spirit will convict you when you get too far out there trying to be selfish with hidden motives and agendas. You can't say that you are one of his and your character and your demeanor and your personality just do not exemplify God's characteristics. You just have to make sure that you are just staying true to God and who he is and making sure that you are building that close and personal and intimate relationship with him because that's what he wants from you. I see once again that I am out of time, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. 